turn up your radio, it's time for DeLorean Talk with your host, Dave Tavers. Hi, and thanks for listening to DeLorean Talk. This is episode number 11. I'm glad that you tuned back in. I'm uh, looking forward to keeping these going, so if anybody wants to uh, set up a time, please send a message to comments at DeLoreanTalk.com, and I'd love to hear your story. I know other people would, too. If you're a longtime owner or a new owner, I think all the stories are interesting, and that's kind of the point of this podcast. So today, I am excited to have somebody on the show that I met uh, actually almost a year ago in Las Vegas at DeLorean Weekend. We ended up talking uh, during the car show at the Plaza Hotel and clicked and uh, ended up keeping in touch quite a bit and uh he is uh, this is jay shetland from south jordan utah hi jay hi there good to chat again thanks for taking the time to join the show my pleasure so yeah we we met at delorean weekend i remember i chit-chatted with you a little bit when we were having lunch at uh, that restaurant at the museum thing uh, and we ended up talking more during the car show and then you came and crashed with us at the house that uh, some of us were renting on one of the nights. Correct. And then yeah. you were gone. You are not a long-time owner. You haven't had the car for 20 years, but you have also had it longer than a year or two, like a lot of people I've been talking to. How long have you had your car? What's your VIN number? And I got it in 2013, so I've had it 14, excuse me, four years, and the VIN number is 6341. So it is 6341, or it was 6341. <laughs> Yeah, well, sorry. That is a sad story. Why don't we jump into that real quick? Uh, because now people are going to say, "Well, what does that mean?" Um, I'm sure that a lot of people have seen the pictures online. What uh, what happened a couple weeks ago? Well, sadly, it's uh, a very beautiful, very reliable car. As we'll go back to the beginning and talk in the beginning, had its uh, met its demise, saving my life and my wife's life on August 5th this year when we were rear-ended on the freeway by an ambulance that was not in, the lights weren't flashing, it was just transporting an occupant from one state to the next. Wasn't paying attention when traffic slowed, just a high impact rear-end collision that temporarily paralyzed me as we went off into the median and then on into head-on traffic on the opposite side of the freeway. So she got mushed everywhere, front, back, side. The only thing that is not damaged on the body of the car is the passenger door. I was amazed looking at the pictures that both of the gull wings were up. The car is totaled, destroyed, but both the doors are staying up by themselves. That was pretty shocking. It was amazing to me, too, because I have to admit, as a car owner and an, an auto accident specialist physician, every time riding in the car, I thought, well, what if in an accident? Cause I know Dr. John DeLorean was a, a big safety freak. That's why those doors weigh 90 pounds for a side impact collision. There's a lot of crumple zone in the front. But I always worried, what if you get an accident and the doors don't open? It should be hard to get out of these windows. <laughs> so yeah. both doors opened great, and it was fantastic. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the driver's door no longer opens. I don't, I don't know if it got damaged in, in towing or what. But. Oh, wow. Interesting. So to go back a little bit, you were driving in the fast lane? Correct. At, like what speed? What was the? Uh, and I'm only digging in because I know I want to know, and I'm sure there's other people that want to know what the the kind of the details are. Well, in Utah, the speed limit's 80 miles an hour in most places, but we were 
on on I-80, it's 65 because it's a canyon between Park City and Salt Lake City. So, you know, everybody's going, and everybody speeds in Utah, so everybody's going 65 or 70. But slat, traffic had slowed in my lane to, I don't know, 25 or 30, and then smack, uh, and then across, and then to head on, on traffic. It seemed like all traffic, it was pretty weird traffic patterns that morning, Saturday morning. Uh, a lot of heavy traffic and weird erratic drivers. So it seemed like everybody was kind of slowing down a little bit, so I don't think it was full speeds either direction, but it was still plenty fast enough. In a car accident, from a certified specialist perspective, it's just high speed and low speed collisions. That's how we break it down. And the cutoff's 10 miles an hour. So I know it was definitely over 10 miles an hour for all medical and scientific purposes of research and stuff, but I'm guessing it was in the 30. I was going about 25 or 30 and got hit about 60 or so, 60 or so. Oh, wow. Okay. So you were not stopped. You were still rolling. Correct. And, and the ambulance just rear-ended you at, at high speed. And Correct. And uh, from looking at the pictures, at first I didn't <laughs> – I saw a picture on Facebook of an ambulance off in the center. I thought that was an ambulance there to help you. I didn't realize the ambulance had hit you. Nope, that's the one that hit us. You know, and that's another factor to look at is, you know, we've got a 27 to 2,900-pound vehicle, and those things weigh about 14,000 pounds. So that's right. a lot of mass in motion. Big. Yeah, especially – I mean – even if they had been going the same speed as you, it would have done serious damage to the car. But oh, yeah. It is amazing that you guys walked away. Um, the The whole front end of the car, I'm sure people will go look at the pictures if they haven't seen it by now, but the whole front end of the car is gone. Um, and there's not a lot of pictures that got posted, but I didn't see the hood off in the background or the side. It's just the hood's gone. Half the, the front is gone. You can see the tires, and you can see the uh, the radiator. It was pretty nasty. It was nasty. Whole front bumper's gone. Hood shot off somewhere. I don't know where. And yeah, it was the car just demolished. But it did its job because it's supposed to crumple. And that's the beauty about having a right. front trunk for a front impact collision is it's a lot safer for us as the occupants in the vehicle for sure. You I don't end up with an engine in your lap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The downside is it's the last car you want to be rear-ended in because you don't ha- you don't have a crush zone. You only have a five mile an hour bumper. You know your belts, your engine block, and then you. So. All of the force is transmitted in a rear impact collision directly through the engine block, the frame, to the occupant. So, unfortunately, rear impact collisions in those are not fun. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, I it's at one point somebody had posted in one of the groups saying, "Did you have a third tail light? Did you have? Did you ever install a, you know, the triangle, the third red light up on the top of the louvers?" I did not have that, but I did have the the LED brighter tail lights. Um, Got it. Yeah. I, it wouldn't have mattered. I mm-hmm. I don't think. I can't imagine that having a, you know one more light on there would have caught their. I don't attention. think it would have mattered in this because you know as Delorean drivers, there's a lot of erratic drivers around us anyway. Somebody's always in our blind spot trying to take sneak pictures, or somebody's you know tailgating us trying to get a picture. And yeah. I even discussed that with some of my club members. Mentioned well, was he was he trying to take a picture and tailgate? No, traffic had backed up. There were five cars in front of me. I'm the low car, and I could see there were five cars slowed down in front of me. He's in a very yeah. high vehicle, so he clearly just wasn't paying attention because yeah. I got hit like three or four seconds after things had slowed down. So, yeah, it was oh, a little weird. But, yeah, so that's unfortunately the demise of 6341, who she was just a such a good car with such a great history and just reliable. I mean, even you and I have had a road trip together from Seattle back to Salt Lake. The, the vehicle was just a fun road trip machine. Yeah. And uh, oh, just so comfy and and reliable is yeah. That was yours. Is uh, the only other car I've driven at any any distance at all. I mean, longer than you know a block or something. 
about what was it was it in March? Yeah, God, March, April. Yeah. I yeah. was up in Seattle and uh, visiting friends doing some work up there and then uh one of us texted each other and was like, "Oh, are you in Seattle?" And and I turned out that you had left your car up there with Toby Peterson at DMC Northwest to get some work done and you were, you were flying up to pick up the car and then drive it back to Salt Lake. I didn't have anything hard on my schedule, so I I said, "Hey, you know, do you have any family or anybody going back with you?" So we ended up uh, car, uh, doing the road trip back together, and sincerely, awesome, fantastic trip. Yeah, it was a great trip. Yeah, it was awesome. The, the car was fantastic and comfortable, and I got to drive your car for a lot of miles, and it was very different than my car. And and then when you came out, the next time I had you drive my car for much shorter distance, but uh, drove and and you said that. It all felt good, so it's nice to be able to compare what DeLoreans feel like when you're driving, because you can pick any two Ford Focuses or any two mass production cars and drive them, and they're pretty much identical, but I don't know if that's true for every DeLorean. I think the DeLoreans are like snowflakes, man. <laughs> every time I go to the, the <laughs> car shows or the you know the shops and I see these different, they all are just a little bit different, and it's, I think that's the magic of it. Yeah. that That was a great trip, and... I'm really sorry about your car. I'm sorry that you're not completely uh, free of injury, but I'm glad that you're still here. I'm glad that it wasn't worse, especially since you got knocked into head-on traffic. Glad that you're recovering anyway. Yeah, uh, glad to be here because I honestly thought we were going to check out on that one. So thank you, John DeLorean, for making a very safe vehicle, and thank the heavens for the because somebody was looking out on us for us because it was that was a really messy accident, but. Anyway, well, let's go. To, let's get to the more positive stuff than this poor. Rest <laughs> yes. in peace, sixty-three forty-one. Darn it! Oh, by the way, so those out there, if you see them out there, I'm looking for a replacement one that I that's a decent one for a decent price that I can try to fix up as nice as I had this one because this one was in <laughs> mint daily driver yeah. condition. Yeah, and you did a lot with that car. So let's go back to how long how long you've had the car why you bought it when you first wanted a DeLorean kind of what's what's your origin story for for the DeLorean side well i have always fixed up older cars i just i've always liked cars about 30 years old cuz i don't like to lose money on cars i like to see them appreciate i like to enjoy the mileage on them and so in the high school i always fixed up 65 mustangs and would drive to seattle and back to visit family and they were great road trip cars and i love the purr of that v8 engine and uh, I remember, you know, the movie, of course, is what sparked it when you were a kid for people our, our generation because we couldn't right. afford a car like that back then. But we sure we saw the movie and it's like, oh, someday I'd love to have a car like that. And then we don't think about it for years and years because we're busy going to school and college and right. life and fa- family. And then, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, uh, I was watching the movie again with my kids. And in our garage, we had these old 87 Forerunners that I've been fixing up for years because I, again, like the older stuff. And I thought, hey kids, we got a tr- we got a truck that we fixed up that's very much like Marty's truck, but it's a forerunner instead of the truck, but it's the same body style, the front end all looks the same. Why don't we fix up nice. a DeLorean? And um, you know, my kids all freaked out. My wife's like, oh brother, here we go again, because she doesn't really care for the old cars. She she likes the newer stuff that's a little more reliable. And anyway, how old were the kids at the time, and how many? Uh, we got four kids, and at that time, my youngest was twelve. 11, and my oldest was 17. Um, and were, and, and so, they were into the idea. 
yeah, they were like they were liking the idea. And so then I started looking around and looking online, and and the first thing I thought is, you know, I I've, I've really liked this car from the movies, and I just love the. I didn't understand the whole history of the car, but as I've gotten into that, I've really leaned on. I just love the history and the yeah the whole DeLorean story and the the building the car overseas and just, uh, just the whole thing. I just love the car history. I mean, yeah. granted, I like the movie stuff, but just the car's fascinating, and that's the whole it's the history of that. So uh, I started looking around, going, "Well, can I even get parts for this thing?" I mean, as I started realizing, "Oh my gosh, there's." headquarters in Texas and there's shops that work on just DeLoreans and stuff like that. Wow, this will be a lot easier than I thought. So then I started looking for them and I actually found one here in Utah but the guy had shipped it off to Texas, had you know, dumped some money into it, fixing it up and then he let it sit for a couple of years in a field where you know, <laughs> and uh, he just had to sell it now to leave state and he wanted just way too much money for it. And as I've been looking around for three or four months I met uh, Jason Sharkey uh, over the phone and over the internet, which I hope you interview him soon because he's got some fascinating tales to tell. Where he's back uh, in the Midwest and he's, I think at last count, he's bought, fixed, and made him a little more reliable and flipped over a hundred of these DeLoreans to suckers like wow. myself who are looking for something. <laughs> and and uh, what's nice about it is he finds them and he goes through them and makes sure the frame's all good and he's got his checklist from the, the book and everything on what to, to find to make sure it's a good one. And then he fixes the stuff that we don't like that makes them not so good like the led lights that don't drain the battery he puts a good battery in it he yeah. changes the clutch line so that it's got the not the plastic clutch line but the steel braided one he changes all the fuel lines because you know it's 30 year old rubber the last thing you want is to catch on fire by having some leak in <laughs> right. it so he yeah. ch- changes all those things the, the that little steering uh, what is it that's in the steering, steering column, column bushing yeah uh <laughs> and just and then you know drains the tank and cleans everything out changes the fuel filter sender and Anyways, he got a nice daily driver when you get one from him. So I so I ended up buying it from him. It was awesome because I was right on the fence with one. He goes, I don't know if I'd get that one in Utah. You know, you could, but it seems like it's a little overpriced for it's been sitting. I've got this one, and I looked at that one, and I just didn't quite feel ready to pull the trigger. And he sold that one. And I'm like, okay, whew, and I can wait a couple more months to try to find another one. He called me the very next week. He goes, you're not going to believe this. I found this car over a year ago. And... This is probably one of the nicest, just been sitting, but still in good shape and reliable cars I have ever seen in my time of doing this. You're going to really want this car. And I said, sold. So he got it. He was doing his stuff. My son and I, who just turned 16, flew out there to Minneapolis. Oh, that's not where it was. He's in um, he's in Lebanon, which is just north of Ohio? Indianapolis. Or Indi- yeah, Indi- 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 Indianapolis. So okay. flew out to Indianapolis, went up to Lebanon got the car he had put all this stuff on it he always does but the one thing he did different for me i paid him to put on the stage one exhaust which is awesome highly recommend that for (laughs) (laughs) delorean owners and what year was this so mine was a it's a a, well it's a delorean 82 but it's a late 81 november of 81 no i mean what year did you fly out to oh so this was 2013 so july 24th 2013 easy thing to remember because it was a state holiday in utah so it gave us a three-day weekend so we could go out there uh, so my my son and I go out there and it's just gorgeous. This is just a beautiful car. And I, what I love about Jason, he's like, he really takes being a DeLorean owner serious. It's not just like you're buying a car, you're buying a a piece of history, you're buying a a character in a movie that people are just drawn to. You're, there's just a, a certain responsibility that goes with being a DeLorean owner to 
have this thing ready for the public rather than just have it be a rotting garage queen. And right. I loved that because he went through and taught us how to clean it, you know, the right way to clean it with the grain and with the, just the whole, I just really appreciate what he did wow. for, for us as a new owner. Anyway, so we uh, fired up. My son and I start heading off into the sunset to drive it home. It had 2,750 original miles on it. Wow. Six different owners. I, I don't understand who doesn't drive a car like this for that long. <laughs> And off we went, and we made it about a hundred miles. And uh, the sun's—it's getting dark, and all of a sudden we start having some electrical problems. It's like cut down the gauges are going all wonky. I'm like, what is going on? And we pull over, and it just—it just dies. Boom! All electrical gone, dark, and the fireflies are coming out into the you know cornfields. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we just barely made it into Illinois. We're only like a hundred miles. So I call up Jason, and he's like, well, let me call the club president over in Illinois. We'll get you taken care of. Wow. So I call the tow truck, and all of a sudden I get this phone call from a guy I don't know from Adam, and he's the club president in Illinois. He says, hey, what mile marker are you at? And I tell him. He goes, okay, we'll tell the, the tow truck company to bring you here to my place, and we'll get you back on the road. So the tow truck guy pulls up. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Thank goodness the highway patrol pulled over and had the lights going because we were completely dark on the side of the road because we couldn't put on, wow. turn on flashes or anything because everything electrical right. is dead. It was really weird because I'm like, it's not an alternator. It's not a best. It's something is weird. And yeah. – um, the tow truck guy puts us on the truck. He's like, "Oh, this is my fi- this this is my best tow in eight years." Guys, gets all excited about towing, <laughs> towing the DeLorean. So he tows us. It's eleven o'clock at night, and we pull off the freeway in the middle of nowhere. I'm looking at Illinois, going, what? "There's nothing out here. It's just cornfields and stuff." And we turn turn the corner. There's a gas station, and then there's a little uh, shack of like five garages attached to each other. And all of a sudden, the one door opens up, and he starts backing us there, and we can see. Uh, a DeLorean undercover, two sweet Italian motorcycles, and um, one of those hand-built Lotus Esprits. Like, there's only 250 of them, or I don't know how many are. They're pretty oh, wow. sweet thing. We lower the thing off of there. I, he introduces me, himself as the club president. He says, here's the keys to my car, the Ford Taurus. He goes, why don't you and your son go into town? It's late at night. I'll take a look at the car, figure out what's going on, and we can go get the parts tomorrow morning and get you back on the road. Wow. I thought that was just unbelievable. So we drive into town, yeah. get some sleep, uh, come back in the morning. He, he's got it up on the, the lift. He goes, look, uh, all your electric wiring harness was, that goes to your alternator was too close to your exhaust with this stage one, and it just melted your entire electrical system. So you go. we just got to get this whole harness rewired and keep it away from the exhaust, and you'll be good to go. So we go into town, get the parts, six hours of rewiring and all this stuff. Boom. It starts up. It runs like a champ. He goes, welcome wow. to the family. Didn't charge me a dime. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So welcome I'm to the thinking, family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody goes, man, that's awesome. i got to get something like this going out in Utah. we got to get – because I haven't seen any cars out in Utah other than the one that uh, that I – you know, test – I didn't even get a test drive. You don't get a test drive at DeLorean, I've learned. It's like, you know, no, if you're going to buy one, no. you're committed. You just – when you buy it, you get Well, you don't have time. It. You yeah. know, I really have time. If you don't say yes, somebody else comes right behind you and buys it. Yep. If it if it's the right price. Right. That poor kid was trying to sell his. He ended up selling it to another guy who's in our club here for a fraction of what he was asking me for it. So uh, it was. It turned out to be a nice win yeah. with him. It's timing. But um, anyway, so we drove it all the way home, put fifteen hundred miles on it the first day we had it, <laughs> and then slowly started doing the things to make it the way we wanted it with you know all the other LED this and that to and upgrading right. the the. Um, alternator so that we've got no, no power problems and just getting all those things done to make it more reliable. But you did that in South Jordan, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. 
There's no DMC out there. Did you do it all yourself? Did you find local mechanics? We finally now, this year, the, the club, we've, I found nine running cars in the state now that we're pulling together for a club. We did get a mechanic here that's awesome, and he's really helpful, and he's gone with me to DMC California, and he's going to go up with me to DMC Seattle in October, so he's trying to get to know the gang to be helpful to get the cars. go. Yeah, but back then, no, I just went to, like, Big O Tire. I trust the, the one that I'm that I'm close to. You know, I'm really tight with those guys, and I was just an alternator. Sure, anybody can do that. Like you say, it's you've said it in other interviews. It's just a car. Sure, it's just got a couple of quirky things. I wouldn't let anybody touch yeah. my doors, adjust my doors. But DMC, I wouldn't. You know, the electrical stuff. Sure. I'm not going to let anybody do that. Yeah. But DMC. But anyway, you know, the yeah. simple stuff like an alternator. Yeah, those guys can do that. Do the brakes and stuff. So that's that's the scoop. So most of it I just did here. Cool. Simple stuff or got it reliable enough that I could drive it. I love road trips, especially in the DeLorean, where I would drive it to LA, drop it off, go to my seminar for three days, come pick it up. It's like Christmas. I got all these new things on my car, drive it home. Same thing going to <laughs> Seattle with Toby. I just that's the funnest part about the DeLorean for me is those little road trips and the the, <laughs> the Christmas weekend I call them. Doing little things at DMC. Yeah, so the, so do they when when they uh when you write the check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many times have you done the the Salt Lake to Seattle and Salt Lake to LA trips. Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Seattle and the DeLorean three times. Salt Lake to LA four times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you put some miles on that car. Yeah, uh, you know, I drive that thing and it runs like a champ because I drive it, and I, and right. cars love highway miles. So it's just man, the thing just yeah. purrs like a kitten or purred like a kitten, and uh, man, it was just so good on those road trips. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's not that Salt Lake is a middle of nowhere town, but it you know it's not L.A., it's not Seattle, it's not San Francisco. So you've got some mileage between some of the stuff you're doing. Yeah, I mean it's a thousand miles every trip to L.A. and it's yeah. well, it's a thousand miles to Seattle and it's eight hundred miles to L.A. from here. Each way. Yeah, each way. But the tough thing yeah. is Salt Lake <laughs> is a, a wasteland for DeLoreans. I mean we're making it better, but we're building a little oasis here. But for as long as I've known, I mean, the, of the, before I got my car and started the club and tried to get something going here, there was just nothing here. So that's how it was. So you, so that was 2014. You got your car. You've been working on it for many years. Uh, you finally, this year, right? You started. What, what's the the official name of the club? DeLorean Motor Club Utah on Facebook. DMC Utah on Facebook. Yep. Okay, DeLorean Motor Club Utah on Facebook. Awesome. Um, and you said you have you found seven other cars. We've got uh, well, I found nine. Now back down to eight, unfortunately, that are running <laughs> in the state. Yeah, there's a few other ones that are not running, and there's a few people that are you know perusing with the club because they're trying to find a car and get going with it. Right. Get a car. Yeah. And you're saying in the state, but really, you don't really mean in the whole state. You mean in your region, right? Well, it, it, I know of one down in Cedar City, which is four hours south of me here. Yeah, it's, I'm talking the whole state. That's what I know that are running. Wow. I've I've heard of a couple that are just sitting there next to a barn or something like that. We're trying to, you know, f- get people to sell them so we can actually get them back on the road. Right. Yeah. So if anybody's listening, if you know anybody in Utah that has a DeLorean, go to Facebook, look up DeLorean Motor Club Utah, and let Jay know that you exist or that a car is out there. Or go, I don't know if you've looked at the DeLorean census on DeLoreanDirectory.com. Um, there might be some Utah cars listed there that you aren't aware of, or maybe people can go enter cars if they're not listed already. Yeah, we need to get them on there. Get, 
we need to get to meet each other and help each other fix up our car. So now we've got a shop where we can do tech sessions, and I want to fly in Jason or fly in Toby or fly in Danny, you know, like once a year, kind of rotate who we yeah. have come in. So it's kind of like celebrity status where, boom, we've got a shop with lifts. We just get together. We have some pizza and cookies. You know, I'm kind of a health freak, maybe some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> and we fix up our cars together a little bit with the, you know, the lighter stuff. The, the, the For me, yeah. and I know everybody's got their different perspective, but I really appreci- appreciate DMC and the, the huge investment that they've taken for us. Now, granted, for me, it's far to get to them. But I want to get cars running enough that we can get them to them and help support those guys so we still have that yeah. support center for years to come right. to take care of our cars. Granted, there's stuff we can do that's piddly stuff here locally on our cars, but let's support those guys too. And Anyway, I want sure. to bring them out so I've got local support where they come out and get to know some of the owners that right. maybe right. had cars for years and never utilized DMC. That's a, that. Yeah, that would be great if DMC would um, send somebody from each one of the shops you know, in different parts of the country out to the local clubs to – get the clubs knowing that they exist and they're there and you know kind of build that relationship because right yeah. now it's really a one direction thing everybody just goes to them they don't they don't really reach out as far as i'm aware they don't reach out to the clubs yeah so that'd be well, a good thing to do well we're trying to get the few club members we have to do club dues and fundraisers like we've got the fundraiser with the little armrest pad that we're doing to try to raise money to to bring people to our wasteland <laughs> since it is a long ways you know to, to fly <laughs> yeah. these guys out it's it's not easy but it's it's cheaper than all of us trying to get to a shop in California, yeah. or Seattle, or Chicago. So, right. Anyway, right. so that's what we're working on. Nice. And we've got a really fun thing next year. We're doing. We're going to do a, a tour of Utah, a DeLorean tour of Utah. There might be some other fancy cars and stuff that end up falling into this over the course of the year, but it's headed by DeLoreans. We're going to go to Moab. We've got a place to stay there for a couple nights, where um, then we can go to Arches National Park and Dead Horse Point, and then we're going to go down to Bryce National Park and then Zion's. So it's going to be a nice, fun tour. For those that can handle taking you know four days or a week off of work, I think sure. the biggest one will be if, if people can just get to Moab, that we've got three days there. So what a fun rendezvous. It's a cute little town. It's a Hollywood backlot for a lot of movies, you know. So just, with, a, with a support vehicle there for... Yes, we will have a support vehicle on that trip, so it's going to be awesome. Nice. And so, is that like a t- two or three days? Well, so we'll start up here in Salt Lake City, but people can come from Wyoming or... Colorado or LA or whatever and, and meet in instead of coming all the way up, up to Seattle they can just go over to Moab we'll post what cities or parks will be in on what days so maybe they just want to come up to go to Zion's and go back home so it's not such a big trip so we'll have options like sure. that but nice but uh, yeah anyway what do cool. you have do you have dates set for that already it's in June uh, it's going to be on the Facebook of page for the club June of 2018 June 2018 okay yeah Cool. So people need to check that out. Do you have a, a an event, Do you have a Facebook event created for it yet? No. Okay. I still gotta I still gotta finalize some stuff. You know, we're still yeah, nailing yeah. down some some hotel right. rooms and stuff for us to stay at. Well, and any any time I find <clears throat> clubs around the country or around the world that create events on their Facebook page, I add those to the Delorean Directory Facebook page. Cool. So that, you know, it's kind of a, not that it's a central place, but that way people kind of get an idea of what's going on around the world in the other clubs. So I monitor, I try to monitor all the different clubs and all the events and add them so there's a, a one calendar everybody can go look at. And then it just sends them off to the to those Facebook pages. It's not, I don't want to create events for each one of them. I just want to reshare the ones that they create. Cool. So if anybody is listening in your club, has an event, make sure they create a Facebook event and then send an email to comments at DeloreanDirectory.com or comments at DeloreanTalk.com and uh, we'll kind of reshare it. Because you never know. I mean, yeah. 
the fact that you, Jay, were, you know, go to Seattle and L.A., yeah, if there's things going on, you might end up going to those. In fact, when I, when I went to Seattle in March, um, I went up there for work stuff and to visit friends and forgot that it was middle of March and the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club had their annual – they were in the annual St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah. I got that week when I was there, I got the email from the club because I'm a member of the PNDC as well. That's one of the best 20 bucks anybody could ever spend. They have great oh, newsletters and uh, just a great you know collection of people. When I lived there in the 90s, I was a member, even though I didn't have a car. So I called the old president and said, hey, could I get a ride? And he was like, I'll find you a ride. I ended up riding in the parade with him. It was fantastic. Uh, there was nine DeLoreans in the parade and eight for the car show afterwards at the Space Needle. Nice. Really fantastic experience. I just happen to be up there. So people travel, and you never know when there's going to be some DeLorean event in the area that you're traveling to. So be sure to check out the um, DeLorean Directory Facebook page as well. Yeah, right on. This wasn't your daily driver, right? It was my daily driver in the summer. It was my daily driver in the summer for three years. And then this year I got a different car, so I didn't drive it as much this this summer, unfortunately. But uh, it's my favorite road trip car, hands down. I think it's honestly, as an adult, I would say this has been my best purchase in my adult <laughs> life because it, it created uh, so many great memories. And, you know, I, I, with all my kids, I got four kids and, and a wife. Uh, it's a one-on-one vehicle. So yeah. I had, you know, father-son trips, father-daughter trips, husband and wife getaway weekends. And it just created such a fun ambiance to go and adventure with one family member at a time i just oh very cool the memories are awesome. very cool well and then i'm really happy that you are going to get another one because i i could see that some people might say you know hey that wasn't a good experience the accident and i'm you know i've, I've had my fill mm-hmm. that's you know I, I hope that you do find another one and get back into it and as i've said i got to know you over the last year and you've done a lot of stuff with that car other than just driving it i mean you've you've done stuff in in utah put together shows and you've done a bunch of stuff even without a DeLorean club in the area. Yeah. When we were still trying to get it off the ground, I didn't really have a club yet. F- funny story is that, you know, 2015 was the big back to the future 30 year anniversary thing, which really made things go crazy. So we put together a party over at the movie theater and I tried to get, that was kind of one of the first things to try to gel some of the owners. And we had five cars show up, which was awesome. Nice. So then it was kind of moving us towards becoming a club and uh, I took pictures to advertise it, because I used I used it as the car as my business mascot, mascot so to speak. Sure. Yeah, because because you know, being a chiropractic physician, I want to help people be healthy for their future. So I've got my book, which good old sixty three forty one is she's the model with me on the cover of the Future Health: Aging Gracefully, hundred years and beyond. Which, by the way, is uh, gonna have a big sale thing. This um, it's going the digital version's going big this Thursday the, or Wednesday the 29th. We're trying to go as an Amazon bestseller on Wednesday. So nice. 99 cents. Check it out. But she's on the cover of that, and uh, we took a bunch of pictures at the movie theater to promote this event we were doing. And interestingly enough, another a gentleman reached out to me, which some of you guys met at the car show, Stephen Arlington, where he was. Uh, he, his book is the Delor- In Delorean Shadow: The Drug Trial of the Century. You guys, do you remember that one? Did you ever hear from him at the car show? I remember seeing the sign out front. I just didn't go to that one. Fascinating history and story with this gentleman. I mean, he's just a really interesting guy, being an old frogman that used to dismantle bombs in the Navy, and and then uh, just his how his life took a turn, and the next thing you know, he's getting busted for <laughs> smuggling drugs, and those are the drugs that were taken from his car that were used 
to entrap really? John DeLorean. Wow. And he was in jail with John DeLorean that night that uh, John DeLorean was Holy ca- in jail. When this, okay, I, yeah, I did not put all that. I've not heard that. I've not put that together before. Wow. So that so both of these books, Future Health and In DeLorean's Shadow, are both available on Amazon. Recommend check it out. But he reached out to me out of the blue. I don't didn't know him from Adam back then. A couple years ago, he goes, "Hey, I see this picture of your car uh, in front of the movie theater, and I'd like to like have my guy cut some picture the background out of it and use it on the cover of my book." So sixty three forty one is on the cover of two books that I'm holding in front of me right wow. now: In DeLorean's Shadow by Stephen Arlington and Future Health uh, by me. So nice. That's kind of fun little history. Holy there. cow! So she's a star. That's awesome. So you had mentioned that uh, you put together kind of a an event at the movie theater for Back to the Future Day, October twenty first, twenty fifteen. I am trying. I'm at. I'm in L.A. I really want to try to find a local movie theater to put something together for March thirtieth, twenty eighteen, which is the Ready Player One movie release. Most people. Our age and younger have seen the trailers for the for the movie Ready Player One, which is a really big sci-fi book, and I think it'd be really fun to get movie theaters around the country, but I'm trying to just do it locally, trying to f- get a theater manager that says, yeah, bring a couple of DeLoreans and we'll park them in front on, you know, on opening night of the movie, and I know people will go crazy, because that is going to be a huge geek movie. Every, every geek out there. What is that one? I don't know that one. What's it called again? It's called Ready Player One. It's a sci-fi kind of a book, but it's um, and I have not read it yet. But my gosh, I'm in the software industry. Everybody I know has read it, talks about it, and it uh, features the DeLorean quite a bit, I guess, in the book. Um, if you go watch oh, wow. the trailer, it, the DeLorean time machine is is in it a bunch. It just looks like a lot of fun. It's a very 80s book. Wow. Apparently, it's a, it's about a future kind of dystopia where people disappear into into video games to escape from real life. And this, the book is really uh, all about the 80s. So Back to the Future, the DeLorean, gotcha. a lot of the old cartoons and movies uh, make a lot of appearances in there. So so it'll be, it could be a lot of fun to get movie theaters to do a similar thing as what you what you set up for Back to the Future Day. So go watch the trailer when we, when we get done here. <laughs> yeah, when we're done here. I'll do that. Cool. The DeLorean. Gullwing doors rise effortlessly, beckoning you inside. The sleek, stainless steel DeLorean. Beautifully crafted for long life. The DeLorean is one of the most awaited automobiles in automotive history. Drive the DeLorean. Live the dream today. I enjoy listening to the stories of what makes the cars magic for them or what their good or bad experiences are. Mm-hmm. It, you've had some good experiences. Do you, is there anything in particular? Do you remember the first time you pulled the car into town, the, your first experience with, quote-unquote, the public when it was your car? Yeah, I mean, just going to the gas <laughs> station. I mean, you just make friends every time you go and get gas. Uh, and I, that's I like that the best because... You know, they've got you as a captive audience. <laughs> right. You're getting putting gas in your car, and you can't just walk away from it with a DeLorean. You got to stand there and do it, so you don't make a mess in your trunk. And um, and so they they come up, and I love that because it's safe. It's the ones yeah. on the road that really make you kind of nervous. The ones that are buzzing around on the freeway and being erratic. But uh, it's just I I don't want to sound like an ego maniac, but I really. I like the yeah. attention. I mean, I know some people have gotten rid of their car because they get sick of the attention. I guess we all get tired of it at some point. <laughs> but, 
But for the most part, I mean, you know, they say in high school, like, you can't buy friends or whatever. I was like, I disagree. You buy a DeLorean, you've got more friends than you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can handle. The last interview was, was with Justin Webb, and he said something similar. And I, I don't, I mean, I know you a little bit. I don't think that it's that you like the attention. It's that you like sharing the car. I'm not trying to force that narrative, but. I think that's exactly right. You're you're not a movie star. I don't think that you are. You know, have that stuck up personality that you want the attention. The DeLorean is really the attention getter, and it's fun to share it and make people happy. It is fun to share. As a matter of fact, that's my exact perspective. I'm just going to pull up a quick Facebook thing that I posted when we were down in California, and I think it really sums it up pretty nice. Let me see if I can find this really quick and just read it to you. It'd be a lot easier if I can yeah. do that. Um, but just as as a DeLorean owner, I feel like. I've I've bought an obligation not to let this thing rot in a garage, but the the public deserves this. There's so few of them, and it, they're so magical to people, and people are so emotionally attached to these cars, yeah. myself included, that uh, I just think, yeah, I th- think we owe it to the public to take care of them and have them out there once in a while. I mean, granted, we got to protect them so people don't just jump in and out of them, and, you know, to take pictures right. to, that they're respectful. But uh, that's speaking of that, I still think back, and I've mentioned it before, is. On Back to the Future Day, October 21st, I was at Pointe Hills Mall, which was Lone Pine Mall in the movie, and uh. there was a time machine. There was a whole bunch of DeLoreans there. I had not bought my car yet, so I did not know anybody, literally did not know anybody in the community. I, and I was by myself, walking around, taking pictures, enjoying you know what was going on, and I knew they were going to be doing a recreation that night. Um, they were going to be playing the movie in the parking lot and then doing a recreation of the terrorist chasing the time machine around the parking lot. So I was, I was hanging out to see that that night. And while I'm walking around and, you know, just chit chatting with people here and there, there was a time machine that had the door open and a line of people getting in and taking pictures. And even though I wasn't an owner, I still, I felt like this is wrong. And I'm looking around. There was no, there was nobody around that I could tell watching the car. It was just people taking their turns getting into the car. I'm, Mm -hmm. Only slightly embarrassed to say that I did the same thing. I stood in line and got in the car, asked the you know the last person to take a picture with my camera, and I got I got that picture. Um, but I still I have no idea whose car that is. I'm sure now I can go back and pull the picture up and find the person who, <laughs> who owns that car because mm-hmm. I'm sure that those owners the, the time machine owners can tell which car is theirs versus somebody else's. So that'd yeah. be kind of fun to do. But um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I lo- I love when I'm at a gas station or. Driving the car someplace else, when people come up, I, I almost make them get in and take a picture. I'm like, it took me 20 years or you know 15 years to get pictures in in one of these cars. How often are you going to get the chance? So get in, give me your phone, get a picture. So it's really yeah. fun to, to See, get people to do. Bless it. you guys' hearts for that because I I have to stand there and ha- and train people. Okay, sit here. I don't know what we call that little black part of the rail, the foot Just rail the part. edge. Yeah, the edge. I just have them sit there. I don't want them to sit on the the chairs because it's such a low vehicle. Unfortunately, right, I had to redo my seats because my wife had those blingy bottom pants, and she'd sit down and twist to put her feet in and get back out um, and just shredded the seat. So to have right. a bunch of heavy traffic at some place doing that, I'm like, oh, no, please just sit here. Don't sit in the actual seat. Right. And I think it takes a better picture anyway. Yeah, but, uh, that's, with the shadow. That's just me. Every time there's an event or a show or something and I'm with other DeLorean owners, most of them do that. They're like, no, no, just sit on the door sill. And and they say the same thing you did. Oh, it's a better picture. You don't have the shadow you know, of the door. And you still get to say you're in the car. So I've been working towards that a little bit, but I still, well, for kids, I always have the kids get in. 
And I just I love having the kids get in the car. That's very cool. Yeah, it is really cool for the kids. I mean, what a great memory for them. That's awesome. All right, so here's my little uh, thing that I wrote up. So this is uh, you're, you're reading this off your personal Facebook page. No, this is off the DeLorean Motor Club Utah Facebook page that I posted July 16th when I took uh, our mechanic, Craig, here from Salt Lake down to DMC to meet Danny and the gang down there so that they would know each other when when he's trying to communicate with them about helping to fix up our cars in Utah to get them more reliable, to get them to Utah or Seattle for for the work. Right. So, oh, yeah, so being a DeLorean owner, if you take it seriously, has a different level of responsibility than other classic cars. You've bought into a stewardship a huge piece of history, both DMC and BTTF. You have a stewardship of a vehicle that is a movie star. The public is so emotionally attached to this car. You yourself have to be prepared for the questions and the attention from the public. Personally, I feel obligated to take care of my car and share it with the world. So why do I think this? People's faces light up every time I take it someplace. You can't help but get the questions and make friends every time you stop for gas or run to the store. So, owners everywhere, take care of your car. Don't let them be garage queens. Share the love with others in your community so they can feel what John DeLorean meant when he said, live the dream. Awesome. Well put. Thanks. So, yeah, I think I think it's a cool stewardship to have a DeLorean. That's for sure. I think... Uh, yeah. Man, it's, it's I've always awesome. been a Tucker fan, and I, and I can't remember how many. There, there's only double digits of those out there. Uh, and I've never, I think I've seen a Tucker in a museum once, but never driving. And, uh, but most people don't know what that car is because even though there was a movie, most people didn't see the movie. It wasn't a cult classic. Yeah. But yeah, the DeLorean, it has that look. We all know that. And it's fun. So yeah, I, I, and I've been saying it's not like I came up with it, but the next generation of owners, us, it's, it's a different world than, than the first mm-hmm. generation of owners who bought the car when it first came out or during the, the, the cold 90s, uh, you know, when the cars didn't really have any support and there was nobody out there. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I think these cars are going to get fixed up and taken care of in a different level. And mm-hmm. hopefully people won't do exactly what you're saying is, well, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to get rid of it, but I don't have the money to fix it. So I'm just going to leave it in the garage. And then 15 years go by and the car is, you know, destroyed again. So yeah. uh, hopefully we can keep people recycling them. Those stories just break my heart. As a matter of fact, literally two blocks from my house, I go into FedEx to to ship stuff every once in a while. The guy's like, "Oh yeah, my brother's got a DeLorean. Uh, it's been sitting in his garage for 15 years, just on blocks, and he won't ever do anything with it." I'm like, and I, I'm like, "Why can't you get him to sell it to somebody who actually love the thing and take care of it?" I don't know. He says he'll never sell it, and and he'll never <laughs> fix it up. That is just uh, what a shame. Well, it's is it in criminal. Utah? I mean, you're looking for a car. Maybe that's the one. Well, but he won't sell it, and he won't uh, fix it up. So it's. It just sits yeah. there and rots. He just wants to have that uh, that thing of, oh, yeah, I own a DeLorean. You own a, a right. chunk on blocks, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And there is that, that some cachet that people can just say, oh, I own a DeLorean, even though they're not driving it, but they can still say they have one. Yeah. The first year I got it, even, I, I drove it up to Spokane to meet up with the Northwestern Club for the Lilac Festival Yeah, the Lilac Parade, Lilac parade a, at night. Yeah, which is a night one. It was really cool because we had 12 cars there, and we had spent all day detailing them and you know, doing a tech session and then putting on little glowy lights for those of us that didn't all have them on our cars at the time. And <laughs> right. It was just a really fun experience. And, man, that was that was magical. And then driving home from that, you know, I drove all the way up there, no cruise control. <laughs> we stayed the night. We did that thing. Stayed the night, drove all the way home, and I, I got pulled over coming back in Idaho. And I, 
He says I was doing 86, but I don't know. My speedometer doesn't go that high. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looked to me like I was doing 80, 82, but uh, it was so funny because he comes up and we open the door on the passenger side and he, you know, he's talking to me over my son's lap and giving the paperwork and I, and uh, he starts walking back. He doesn't get like 10 steps. I just see him stopping his tracks. He's looking down at the paperwork, just shakes his head, comes back. He goes, just try to keep it down under 80. <laughs> and let us go. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Nice. No, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Tell him the sister, yeah, we don't have cruise control. I've been driving. We just 12 hours driving it up there. We went to the parade. We're just driving home. I've just been driving a lot with that. Sorry. You know, I, didn't, I was just trying to pace with traffic. And uh, anyway, it was nice enough to let us off. Bless his heart. I'm not a speed demon, but um, it's so easy to start speeding in the car. Yeah. At least here in L.A. Like, I, I don't even realize it, and all of a sudden I'm going, I'm like, why is everybody going so slow? And I look, I'm like, oh, I'm doing 80. <laughs> like, jeez. Yeah. Now, granted, in L.A., that's p- fairly normal. I mean, 70 is a pretty normal, 75 is a normal speed. But um, something about, yeah, the, the car is low enough, that, and you get going, and it's, it feels good. It just—it's a touring car. That's what's so awesome about the DeLorean. Yeah. In Utah, you know, back when it was made and it was only 55 mile an hour speed limits. In Utah, it's 80 miles an hour most of the place now. So every yeah. place is going 80, 82. I mean, you, they're really strict though if you go over 82. But yeah. uh, 80 miles an hour—that is that sweet spot for a five-speed DeLorean. Because I get like 20—I get my best gas mileage. It's 2,900 RPMs, 82 miles an hour, 26 miles to the gallon. It's just mm. awesome. 26. Yeah. So, yeah. My gosh, and that's what the that was with the stage one. That's with the stage one, which I think gives it thirty more horsepower, a totally good sound, and I personally I think for the freeway it helps with the gas mileage a little bit. Well, at least that's I, what I noticed. There's a there's a couple owners in this area that talk about the Texas open house, the DMC Texas open house from a couple of years ago, and I can't mm-hmm. remember if he said twenty six or twenty nine miles per gallon, and I I keep saying I don't believe that. I mean. Personally, I, I have a really hard time believing that in this car, especially with two people loaded with luggage. But, um, you know, he did the math, so it must be right. But And now here you're mm-hmm. saying 26. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's amazing. If I'm, and there's some up, there's some ups and down hills in Utah, you know, but then it's if I'm driving south to L.A., I get much better gas mileage because I'm going from, you know, 5,000 feet down to sea level. So just over the course of that distance, I get better gas mileage going that way than this way sure. but it's only a couple miles difference you know i'll get like yeah. 23 24 coming home and 26 going down there so boy i i don't think i've ever gotten over 20 and i i keep track of every receipt and every mileage and uh 18 to 20 is my norm and i'm not i'm not trying to spin the tires i'm not driving crazy aggressive you know trying to mm-hmm. you know go at four or five thousand rpms mm-hmm. interesting in utah they have 87 89 and 91 octane yeah. Do you always put it in I, I always run 91. I always run the high-octane fuel in uh, in any car that's a turbo or any older car. I always run the higher-octane stuff, and it just right. you know, gets rid of the pinging and just like, seems to get better gas mileage. And just seems I asked well. DMC and was told very clearly that 87 is what goes in the engine, and mine's, I have a stock PRV, um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I did that religiously until... Uh, maybe six months ago, and uh, DMC said, "Oh, you know, every you know every three or four tanks, you can put in 91 to clean it out." But when I do put in 91, I do see better gas mileage, and mm-hmm. when I hit the gas, I don't. There is no knocking, ping. There's no noise. Right. I mean, it actually f- sounds and feels good. So, 
um, I'm like, yeah, you know that it, and and I feel like there's more. I say more power. I feel like it's not sluggish. So so I I've agree hundred percent. I've been doing all ninety one as well, and I ask a lot of people, and um, a lot of people seem to put in ninety one. But I'm always curious what people are doing. I'm a big big fan of the higher octane, especially because road trips where I'm changing elevations. It's just easier for an older car that doesn't have computers to control yeah. the adapting for, for the airflow and stuff as much. And right. I just always noticed more horsepower, no pinging. I mean, I, as soon as I put old the smaller octane, the lower octane gas into it, I'll notice pinging right away. I'm like, forget that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then it just yeah. it works better for my elevation. So that's it. I like it. Okay. So last question that I ask everybody because I was really guilty. Again, so sorry and sad about your car, but one of the things I noticed in one of those pictures is that your trunk was empty. Now, your hood was also gone, and the front end of the car was gone, but Mm -hmm. normally, daily driver, what was in the trunk of your car? I usually have a little plastic container full of cleaning supplies. I had a set of tools so that if something happens where I break down the side of the road, at least I got some tools, but it's a nice little zipper pouch thing, which now that you mention that, I wonder where that is because I haven't seen it since then. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then just uh, a towel for drying off the car when I got to go to the car wash. Everything was just completely all exploded all over the road. Matter of fact, when I got out of the yeah. car, the uh, the aerosol tire, you know, wet tire thing was like spraying in circles. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. You touched on that. So do, do you take the car to the drive through car washes or a hand wash? Yeah, I'll take it to the drive through and I just spray it with soap, hot soapy water, spray it with uh, oh, okay. hot so you, rinse water, you t- and then I just hand dry it with the, with the grain. Got it. So you you actually take it to the, the self-high-pressure um, washer, not the drive through car wash. Correct. Nah, you can't take those things through a drive through car. At least I wouldn't want to take mine through a drive through wa- car wash. Uh, Don, Don Steger ta- takes his through all the time, and, I, and I've and i done it really? several times as well, yeah. He says, the brushes go the right direction. That's true. Yeah, I, I just, ooh, I couldn't do it. There's, there's no way I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure talking to you and getting your story, and I'm, I'm sure that people out there are going to go look at the pictures of, of your car. I'm yeah. looking forward to when you do find another car, we'll have to do another follow-up and maybe just tack it on to another episode or something to find out the story on that and what your plans are. And uh, we'll remind everybody, if you're in Utah or in the Salt Lake area and you have a DeLorean or you know somebody that does, make sure to go find the DeLorean Motor Club Utah on Facebook and send a message, like the page, get a hold of Jay, mm-hmm. and... Going forward, uh, I look forward to hearing from more of you who who want to join me on this and share your story about the car, share your your fun stories or your scary stories as you've been to car shows or taking it across the country. And uh, I appreciate everybody everybody's comments and messages online and on social media. Yeah, let's stay tight. We're we're a family. Let's stay tight. I'm just going to throw out one more thing, Dave. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah. If there's some of the surrounding areas like Wyoming, I don't know if if or where there's cars up there or Colorado. If you guys want to come and have a tech session in Utah or come get to know some of us here, come on out. We've got a place for people to stay, and we'll just let's just grow our family in these uh, in these neighboring states. I mean, I want us all to be a big family, but we've got this little vacuum here in the mid the middle yeah. part of the western states that yeah. uh, we need to fill that void, and so. Let's get to know each other. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for that offer. All right, so everybody spread the word. All right, Jay, thanks again. And uh, everybody, 
Stay tuned, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.